Warning, the Dub Talk podcast contains language that might not be suitable for younger audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Also, there is always the strong possibility that spoilers for anime series will happen, so be very careful while listening if there is a series that you have yet to finish. And beware of Teletubbies, goats, and Ericville hashtags. Enjoy! And welcome to Dub Talk, the podcast where some geeky anime peeps get together and discuss their opinions on a recent English dub announcement or review the dub of a series that was recently released on DVD and Blu-ray. While we're I'm shit-faced hammered at that. Steph, you find a new way to inst- That was really white. <laughs> I'm the- Wait, what? I don't know. I don't know, I don't know what's going on I don't anymore. know who I am. <laughs> I'm the only sober one here right now, so this is going to be great. Um, Excuse me, I am one bottle in. (laughs) In case you couldn't tell, I'm Stephanie, and joining me again, as always, are Hardy and Megan. Woo! Free bird! (laughs) Free 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 bird! bird. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Rock and roll! Man, we are going to be so salty tonight. (laughs) Jesus, are we the king of salt now? We're getting there. <laughs> We're getting there. Okay, so guys, um, I may not may or may not be early on this, but uh, happy birthday! Oh Holy yeah, shit, we're one year old. We are. Yeah, basically, as of recording this episode, the Dub Talk podcast actually is about to turn a year old. This is as of February twenty fifth, which was um when the first podcast episode went up on YouTube. So this was before the vlogs, and then yeah. So, we've graduated from shitting our pants like Eric Bale <laughs> to toddling around like everybody after playing Sarah for the drink. Oh, God. <laughs> Ooh, hooray. Um, now, the first time the three of us got together for the podcast episode, it was for the first lineup of Funimation's Double Talk Block. So, tonight, we're going to be tackling the most recent Double Talk lineup that just finished airing for Funimation. Today, we're going to be giving our thoughts on the dubs of Attack on Titan Junior High, Seraph of the End, Battle of Nagoya, and Noragami Arigoto. Tonight's going to be a little bit different because we've actually kind of already discussed all three of these shows in some shape or form in the past. Um, So what we're going to do is basically have a more freeform episode where we just share our thoughts on these dubs, some of which we do have casting updates for, so we will try and talk about those as well. Uh, we're gonna try and keep this episode from going on too long, but since it's the three of all us of and, fourth, um... All, all of the first episode that was two hours long? Yeah. Yeah, we're gonna try and keep this from going extremely long, but, Since it's the three of us, um, I can't make any promises. And two-thirds of us are intoxicated at this point, so... Yeah, so... Um... Prepare for a shit show. Uh, <laughs> so... <laughs> The first show from the Double Talk lineup from last season. Let's talk about the dub of Attack on Titan Junior High. Cheeburger, cheeburger! Cheeburger! Okay, so with Attack on Titan Junior High, um, this is basically the main reason why this episode is more of a freeform one, because the cast essentially remains the same which, from the original show. Which is amazing, considering that Mike McFarlane had a lot of time to work on the first on Attack on Titan proper, 
but uh, he wasn't able to do so, obviously, with a broadcast dub of this season. But he and Todd worked together to record in three different studios, both in in Dallas, uh, in L.A. with Todd's studio. And he recently admitted to me on Twitter, they do have a Houston studio that they work with. Who they are, we don't know, but that's how they're able to get acts like uh, like Matranga and Wald and Calvello to come in. Brittany Karbowski's in there, too. And Brittany, as well, to come in every week and and uh, and record with them and you know i was you know they're firing on all fronts for this and mm-hmm. is it a sh- fuck around is it a show that's oh. worth it really. i don't know it's cute but i mean Here, it's... here's the thing with the show it, it's, I, already, it's I already gave i already gave my thoughts on the show because i i um was the one who did the review for it uh for seasonal on infinite rainy day but the more it went on the more I felt like it forced references to the original series, and then by the end, when we get the like the replica model of Tross, we get the replica model of Tross and basically a reenactment of the whole of that arc. I'm like, I'm done. It's it's Italia meets Attack on Titan, right? Yeah, in the and, in the both the best and worst possible ways. Yeah, at least the dodgeball and, episode was great. Yeah. My, I, I, I'll get to my favorite episode in a second. I just wanted to bring up the fact because, um, Hardy, you did mention Todd. Um, so Mike McFarlane does return as the, the director for the show, but he has two assistant ADR directors as well. Mm-hmm. One being Todd Haberkorn, which covers the LA part, and the other being Felicia Angel. Hi, mom. <laughs> Hi, mom. Whom has worked with Mike McFarlane previously with Global K Battlefront. So. Obviously, the three of them working together would be a good fit here. Mm-hmm. And Todd, again, wrangling all of the L.A. actors, so that's, like, what? Matt Mercer, uh, Bryce, Bryce. Him- himself. Um, oh, God, who else? Bryce himself, even though he was only Oh, Vic, the Vic is in there, Vic uh, is in there. Yeah, Lauren, Vic is in there. Lauren Landa. Lauren, Lauren oh, yeah, Landa, yep. Landa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's um, a handful. And then I would think the Houston ones were... Yeah, that's what I was most concerned about was uh, because we know that Todd was handling things over in L.A. That's not an issue. But who's handling things over in Houston? And when when Mike specifically told me, hey, we have a a studio in Houston, I'm like, okay, I want to know the details. Of course. I think this is what happened. I think my theory is Felicia handled the Dallas side because she had to record for Sarah as well at the same time. Mm-hmm. Mike probably handled Houston, and then Todd handled um, the LA side. Well, here's so the think- thing: they all work through Skype. That's the secret that they have. That's tr- that's true too. And yep. some of them do come in to the Dallas studios. That's what he told me. Some of them come into the studios. Some don't. And mm-hmm. I'm like, it's different times and different people, you know, for different Is situations. It Houston and Austin that are connected. Aust- yeah, I mean, well, Jason Liebrecht is in Austin. Well, so is Elizabeth Maxwell. That's right. Why. Yeah, and so, so that's why I'm saying Houston, Austin is like Elizabeth Maxwell and all those guys, and then you have the regular Flower Mound, uh, mm-hmm. funny guys. Well, here, then, uh, well, the thing is, Austin isn't nearly as bad of a drive as as Houston is. Houston's about eight hours. Um, Austin's like three hours. It's Austin's like between Memphis and Nashville. I know. I've driven that road enough um but 
but yeah. Jesus Christ, how big is Texas? Shit, man. The Texas is huge. Texas can fit another Texas in it. Yes. <laughs> no kidding. Yes, that's Texasception. <laughs> I need a Texas within a Texas. Yep. Yeah. And yo, yo, dog, we heard you like Texas, so we put Texas in your Texas so that you could be in Texas while you're in Texas. And you're making all your you're rights. Ma- you're, you guys are making my brain hurt. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I had to bring up the assistants for a second. My favorite episode, probably, um, of the show and from the dub would have to be... <laughs> would have to be the um, festival episode where Bertolt... Yes! Bertolt's trying to, like, kind of confess his affection to Annie. By the way... Did anyone well, notice Bertolt's mask on the back of his head? Spoilers. Okay. Spoilers. And did anybody else notice that during half of the last episode that you never saw Bertolt on camera? This is also true. Yes. Gee, guys, I wonder who the Colossal Titan is. <laughs> Gee, guys. Well, if if you haven't read the manga or you decide not to spoil yourself and look up things on Wikipedia, I, I spoiled myself a long time ago, so I already knew. Yeah. But, um... Yeah, spoilers, ho. But um. <laughs> by the way, yeah, that's my that's my favorite episode. By the way, honestly. you know, Eris dies. Vader is Luke's father. Snape's kill. Snape kills Dumbledore. Uh, Soylent Green is people. Water, Han shot first. Water. Han shot first. Water <laughs> is wet. The sky is blue. Megan's uh, a Fujoshi. <laughs> the Pope is Catholic. Er- Eric Vale. Eric Vale has okay. done a lot of things. Yeah, and. <laughs> And bears crap in the woods. No! <laughs> it's not true! It's impossible! How do they know where to shit? Search your... Marty, th- no! Next thing you'll be telling me is that... Is that Autoplex is taking all away our good anime licenses! God damn it, God, Megan! no! What world are we living in where bears shit in the woods? <laughs> Search your feelings. You know it to be true. God damn it! Shut up. Bears can't shit in the woods. They're stuck behind the walls, and they're all lesbians. (laughs) Can we get back on track a little, please? This shit. I'll never be the same. This just in. I'm not wearing any pants. Film at eleven. Jesus Christ, guys. How do I live with myself, Steph? I I don't know. The magic of bears have been ruined for me. Anyway, um, you've got to yeah. put you've got to put joke images to this episode, Lilac. You have to. All things considered, since this is different, this is a different format that we're working with. I'm probably going to. <laughs> please, please, I beg of you. I'm gonna. I'll. I'll have to spend the extra time to do that. It, rant yeah. was. I'm sorry. <laughs> I can't. That was just too perfect. That was. Ter- that was too. Perfect. I I needed to pick a moment where I had to just let it go. <laughs> Can't hold it back anymore. Yeah. Uh, Cole never bothered me anyway. <laughs> I could say that because it's because it snowed today. Holy shit! Did it snow? The cold never bothered me anyway, except for Annie, <laughs> who got locked in a block of ice. Oh Jesus! Anyway, or Crystal, or some stupid shit. Anyway, so yeah, my favorite episode was definitely that festival one. Um, because oh my god. Dave Matronga was so freaking adorable. Dave Matronga not making blowjab noises. Blowjab, blowjab <laughs> noises. <laughs> he growling me growl pants. Um, blowjab. Yeah, he, he was so adorable as Bertolt in that episode. And I mean, like during the original series, 
you didn't exactly see or hear much from Bertolt to begin with. And yeah. I thought, it was nice, and in, <laughs> those moments made him so adorable. But I think also what was one of my favorite parts of that episode was goddamn Rhina. <laughs> and the banana and the apple. <laughs> and all these schemes that him and Ymir were trying to come up with to get uh, Bertolt to um, confess his affections to Annie. And he, he was like, like pretending, <laughs> and because it's Robert as Rhina, in case, for people who may not remember. And he's, he's just coming up with these schemes and he'll like voice a girly voice for Annie and then like, he'll try and make, do his best Dave Matrong impersonation. And then he brings me like, keys. When I saw that in the simulcast, I was like, dude, Robert's going to have a fun time with that one. <laughs> yeah, let us remind everyone that this is the guy who voiced Baki the freaking grappler like 12 years ago. <laughs> so I think my favorite thing about this show, like going off of what Steph said, was that you got to see a lot of like minor characters actually get to speak, even though they were like over-exaggerated versions of themselves. Because come on. Elizabeth Maxwell as the ultra lesbian, <laughs> Ymir. Yep, yep. Did it, and then did anyone else? And then, go ahead. What? No, you go ahead. Did anyone else that Sasha got more dialogue than anyone else in the show? She got a lot of dialogue. She which really was did. Because nice. most of the time she was just like either crying or shoving her face full of bread. But um, I think I think like her and um, Marco actually got a decent amount too. Yeah, which is really nice to get to see um, Ashley Birch and Austin Tyndall get to do a lot more with their characters. Because mm -hmm. at least in Austin's part, he kind of gets spoiler alert. He only gets kind of like half a shot at yeah. doing the character. He, he's uh, he's half the man he used to be. Oh yeah. He's I half mean, yeah. the man he used to be. Wait, didn't who? I don't remember who pointed this out. Ariel. Um, no, no, I forgot who pointed this out. But um, during the dodgeball episode. Oh um, yeah. No, no, it wasn't the dodgeball episode. It was um. Yeah, it is the dodgeball episode. No, it was the field day episode. That that um sports day episode where the the last competition that the was it that me? the kids were doing, and there was one point where um I think there it was, was me. Was, no, it was me. It was it me was, and you. Yeah, I think it was me and you. And there was, like, one grouping of kids, of guys, and um, they all fall over because I guess they're playing this game. I don't know what the fuck they're playing. No, I thought it was when all the confetti falls on them. That's the same episode. No, but I was about to say, <laughs> um, after the group that Marco was in gets knocked over, they go to another shot of that group again, and Marco is essentially in that same dead position that he was in during season one, during the original series. And I did not notice it until Megan brought it up when I saw the devil. I'm like, whoa! That's like, just, that just goes to show of all the various karmas that we have. We have karma. We have vampire karma. We have yeah. pervert karma. We have ninja karma. And now we have half karma. Oh, and, <laughs> and we also have Kaneki. We have coffee karma. <laughs> Coffee karma. Okay. Oh, we have coffee karma. <laughs> but yeah, I, like, references like that, those are clever. There was also I'm okay one with of, that. Um, the Levi Squad. Um, yeah, the Levi them, Squad got to do, got to have a lot more time, too. Like I said, infinitely better version of Petra because Petra lives. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yes. And Petra but, um, was cute, too. 
I yeah. love Petra. Like, she was always, like, my favorite member of the Levi squad. Um, yeah. She doesn't yeah, get slammed Kate, up against a wall. Okay, yeah, can Kate I repeat my best, like, the best Attack on Titan tweet I ever saw? Oh, God, what? Um, so Caitlyn, um, so Caitlyn missed it. Um, she had to post something, she posted something, like, I guess when, um, Petra first showed up, she's like, oh, I have to miss tonight, blah, blah, blah. So this is, like, kind of how I learned who Clifford was. Um, so Clifford made a joke when Petra showed up and goes, you know, if Petra lived in the modern day, she'd totally be a tree hugger. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, oh my god, that's so fucked up. It's so great. So when Caitlin <laughs> came back, she's like, what happened while I was gone? I'm like, well, um, Cliff threw you under a bus. She goes, oh, that's nothing new. <laughs> it, it, it's Clifford. He pulls this shit all the time. <laughs> Fuck you, Clifford. <laughs> not yet. We're not there yet. Oh, oh, yeah. We'll, we'll get to that. Yeah. In a while, but um, yeah, and then, cause, cause Can- we brought this up once or twice already, and we brought this up during the Snow White episode. I think we have to bring up extremely femi Josh Armin. <laughs> and on that day, Armin gave everybody the weirdest boner. <laughs> because watching the simulcast, because in in the show, um, during this cultural fair, um. Aaron and his classmates, um, they decide to do a cheeseburger stand um, as one of their thing as one of the things to do. No, no, no. Or is it, is it cheeseburger, cheeburg, or cheeburger? I don't fucking care at this point. We we the world will never know. <laughs> it, it's like it's tootsie just pops like how many to get to a tootsie pop. But um, yeah, but their way of marketing that. Their their food stall, their cheeseburger cheeseburger stall. Don't even start again. Don't even know. This is not sexy Josh time. Stop. We're being sexy Josh. Yeah. Damn it. Everybody don't know how to act. Yeah. I think my pants are tight. What the hell? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, chorus. What? No, this is not uh, sexy uh, Josh time. This is Femi Josh time. Yeah, we're bringing sexy Josh. No. Upon his face, Stephanie wants to nosh. Dude, we're going to go so long for this episode if you don't stop right now. I can't help you. I know you can't. Just wait until we get to the part that I'm going to break into song. Steph knows exactly what's coming. Anyway, the point I'm trying to get here is the way they decide to market their Cheeberg stall is having Armin dress up in a bunny costume. And giving Vic Mignogna a weird boner. I I have an issue with this. Why was Armin not freezing his butt off? When he was in that bloody costume, because we know, if in in this content in this continuity at least, whenever Armin is taken out of his futon, he freezes. He's like deathly cold. Oh yeah, that's right. And when he's in the bunny costume, which is the most revealing costume he's ever been in, he's, he's okay. He's perfectly perfectly fine. Hardy, are you attempting to apply logic to this show? Well, admittedly, he does man up. He's like. I have to. He has that little moment before he goes out there in the bunny costume. He's like, like trying to focus in and everything. But yeah, trying to put logic into the show. So when I saw it in the Japanese originally, and I was like, oh my god, Josh is gonna pull a Kuranosuke on us again. That was not a Kuranosuke from Princess Jellyfish. Kuranosuke was complete. That was complete falsetto. Kuranosuke, at least you could tell, was still semi-masculine. 
this. I thought, I thought that was gonna be the route he was gonna go with Armin, and oh no, no we wasn't. were. If he was gonna go, he was gonna go all the way. But but yeah, I was like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, I, I I was flabbergasted. I'm like, how on earth does anyone do that? That no idea. is like Megan said. It gave everyone the weirdest boners that day. <laughs> I feel like. I feel like it's possible that Josh probably would have had to have had lots of tea or, like, some cough drops or something. Because I could probably tell that there were points that he probably could have potentially lost his voice doing that. It might have been, it might have been program assisted, mm, honestly. That's true, too. Yeah. It's it, possible. Yeah. But, you know, it's just, I don't know how that happened, but it happened. <laughs> it was a but thing. It did. It was a thing, and we are all feeling very, very strange now afterwards because of it. <laughs> Meg is I like, yeah! To quote Patrick about his the inner workings of his mind, the inner workings of my sexuality are an enigma. <laughs> nice. Um, and then, God, who else could we talk about can potentially we, that we liked from the show? Can we talk um, about the, the few voice roles that were added you know like marissa linty or or oh yeah like oh we could Cause or cause ghost there girl are there there are yeah there are at least two moe titan <laughs> no best girl no but best least... girl oh stop because there are at least two characters in the show of junior high that have not been introduced in the actual original series yet because the anime hasn't gotten that far. Um, some of which I don't understand. Spoilers, ho, but... Yeah. Ilsa. Ilsa. Ilsa, uh, she's the reporter, quote-unquote, if I remember correctly, right? She's right. from, I believe, a prequel. Mm -hmm. She's from okay. a prequel. Okay, and who who voices her? I never could figure that out. Marissa Linty. She is okay. the voice director for Screw Attack's Death Battle. And really? you do not want to get me started on death battle because don't don't you don't don't go la 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 every uh tifa is the best stop megan sorry megan megan trying to cheer i was trying to you're gonna you're about to open a can of worms that you should i will i will be civil i almost said a wreath i will be civil i just really fucking hate rooster teeth right now because Go to hell. That's all I will say. <laughs> it's okay, Hardy. Stop. Start thinking about Master Keaton and ghosts. You'll feel better that way. <laughs> uh, you know. You know what? You know what makes me feel the best? What? If someone could draw a picture of Tifa Lockhart wearing an Antiplex Sucks T-shirt, riding. <laughs> Riding a goat while carrying a plate of bacon in one hand and a ball of vodka in the other. Dude. While reading Master Keaton? While watching Master Keaton. Dude, if if there's someone on DeviantArt who's and listening to this and can Henry pull Goyle? that shit off, I will pay you. Your Hardy would love that. I will pay you at a minimum of a hundred dollars to draw that. I was going <laughs> to say one whole American dollar, but damn, you are paying well. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. So we have Marissa Lenti as our wonderful newspaper reporter. And the ghost girl, if I remember correctly, that's Don Bennett. Don Bennett was a couple of things in this. Was she Don Bennett? Because it sounded like it's to me it sounded like the um 
the maid from Showman Sample. What's her name? Um, um, I know um, Don Bennett was Moe. Mallory Roddick. Yes, that's what. Right. That's who. I think it was Mallory who was the. I uh, think Mike McFarlane confirmed that it was Don. Mm. I think I he was Don one Bennett it. was Moe Titan. Okay. I would have. I would have to like backtrack through tweets. And try and find it. Look, Wait a moment. I will, I will check A and M like anyone else would. Well, what was the ghost girl's there. name? That's the part I I because I don't know spoiler that uh, much anyway. All right, Attack on Titan. No, this episode is getting so to shit. I'm so sorry. It's all my fault. Oh, we no, knew we knew no, it was gonna um, go kind of nuts. Um, was the ghost hmm. episode episode eight? Uh, Let me look. I don't okay. even know. After this, I think we need to move on to salt time. Yeah, I think we need to um, shake a salt shaker. I will. I will say. Okay, um, it's not Mallory Roddick because she's not even in the list. So whatever. It, then it is yep, Don. It, I, it is I found Don it. It, it yeah. is Don. I found it is Don better. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. It's Don. Yeah, because she's it's her name is Frida. I don't even know, but I don't even know what that character pays you. But um, oh god, um, I I have I I at least also have I at least want to bring up though I have to bring up Bryce Pappenbrook. <laughs> I do oh, playing the Aaron that everybody thinks he is. <laughs> I will I will say this. Bryce needs to play more comedy because he is great at it, dude. This is why I say Spazzy Pappenbrook is best Pappenbrook. He is. It's great. Like, I loved him as Staz in Blood Lad. It's my favorite role of his. And, like, comedic Spazzy Aaron. I'm like, dude. That's why I really like him as uh, Meliodas in uh, Seven Deadly Sins, because Meliodas is a pretty comical character. Even though he's a perv. But he's a funny perv. True, but... I still need to watch it. Yeah. Who would you think is worse, Meliodas or Akatsuki from Aesthetic of a Rogue Hero? Well, at least Meliodas kind of redeems himself. <laughs> kind of, yeah. No. They still steal women's panties without telling them, but, you know. That's... Oh, but does Meliodas have a conscience in the form of a talking pig voiced by Christine? Does the other guy have a, a conscience in the form of a talking pig like Christine, na- voiced yeah. by Christina V? Eric Vale does not have a conscience. <laughs> Oh, no, what? but he turns into a traumatic conscience for somebody else. Whatever. Jiminy oh, <laughs> yeah. Ghost Pimp. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but yeah, like, I I mean, I enjoyed Bryce's performance of Aaron in the original series, but in junior high, oh god, it was hysterical. The only performance I honestly find myself kind of like forgetting was there, and it's really weird because I like her performance in the dub, is. I don't know if it's because they made the character so forgettable, but uh, Trina Nishimura's Mikasa doesn't really stand out. Mikasa is, like, not even there most of the time. There. It's like she's the worst. She's kind of, like, the weakest link of the show, which I don't mind because she gets a lot of screen time in the regular show, and it frees up characters like Bren Aperol's Krista and Elizabeth Maxwell's um, Ymir. Ymir. But yeah, I, I think time, Attack on Titan Junior like High spent more time, like had more focus on some of the minor characters rather than the main three. That's a good. That's a good thing, honestly. It is a good thing. Like the best. Okay, I will admit the best part about the show. I love Matthew Mercer. Thank oh my God, God, there's not a Levi. lot of Levi in this show. Thank God. More of the focus was on the minor characters. Like, I mean, we've brought up Marco a couple times already. We've brought up um, Ymir and Bertolt and Reina and Annie. Oh, well, Annie. 
a lot of the smaller characters did have more to do and got the chance to really get like do more and fucking Connie yeah. fucking Connie is a dumb little shit he's adorable though he's a, he has this weird face he has this weird face half the he's time really, like, the you know, you know, he's got you know, fat bird face you know what it is Connie what? is Bobby Hill <laughs> Pro he Bobby really Bobby but, get the propane God but, but, damn it, but Bobby. Da- no no but dad I wanted to fight the Titans <laughs> Damn it, Bobby, we fight for propane. Dang it, Bobby, we feel. You know, Dang it, Bobby, Bobby. That boy ain't right. Okay. Okay. You want to know who Morgan. I really liked in the show besides Sasha? Because she had, like, Sasha had more lines than anyone else in the show. I swear. Yeah. I really liked Hanji because. Oh, Jessica Cavella. Oh, Jessica Cavella. Hanji. She loves that character. Hanji was absolutely insane. In the I first series, and this one, she was funny. Yeah, like they let they let basically let Jessica Cavell go balls to the walls. Yeah, you no, know, because you, you know they, Hanji Hanji's character does not change between the two series. She's the one. No. She's the one who's insane in both shows. But in the first one, it's odd and unsettling. And this one, it's freaking hilarious because she's like, she's. <laughs> She's nutballs, and she's like, "Oh, you almost bit my head off!" Ah. And then you have, and then you have Jerry half the time with her, her like, and that "Damn it, Hanji!" So <laughs> I will but, say this though: this is my favorite thing about Jessica Calvello because I've met her, and she's really cool. Um, she also smacked my ass at one point. Um, Whoa! But she loves that character more than I think anybody loves their character on that show. Like, she cosplays as Hanji. Like, she is literal, real life looking Hanji. Mm-hmm. And she is that cool in real life. Uh, she could and easily cosplay Hanji. It's not hard for her. She's a- oh no, she has. Yeah. I I think with the whole Hanji thing, part of like that whole insanity, like she didn't really have to do much to change of it. The how it became unsettling, like funny, goes to show the difference in tone for these two series. Really? Yeah. Because with uh, with the original Attack on Titan anime, it's a serious drama action series. And then you have Junior High, which is straight-up comedy. Though there is one really unsettling thing about the whole show. What? Mikasa still lives with Aaron and his parents. True. Yeah. Here's one thing I'd like to bring up on that subject. Bring Going back to Sasha is that, you know, when in Sasha in the original series, when she screams, I want to go home, it's, like, terrifying. You feel for her. But yeah. when she screams, I want to go home in Junior High, you're like... Oh, just suck it up, you Nancy girl. And yet Sasha is one of the more terrifying characters in the series. Yeah. Oh, oh. Can I bring up for just a second how much of a douchebag Jean was in this one? <laughs> Thank He's like, because all he fucking him. cares about is being popular and getting girls. And yeah. fucking bitches. <laughs> Mike McFarlane, you pig. <laughs> that was no. That was a. That was Robert McCollum. You pig. No, but he deserves it more than Robert does. Yeah, he kind of does. That, that Robert. Was, that was like the best Krista moment. Which Ro- is, yeah. Robert. So, to admit, Robert had to play Rhina because Rhina did get a little bit pervy at points. Rhina did. Rhina. So, so I, I had to bring up John for a second there. Rhina's <laughs> um, the armored titan, by the way. 
Jeez, I wonder. Cause I had to bring up Jean because um, I I remembered the love letter episode all of a sudden. Oh, and Moe Titan deserves so much better. Mm. Yep, and Jean legitimately is one of my favorite characters from the show. So when I saw the simulcast and I saw what happened with the love letter incident, I was like, "Oh, dude, Mike's gonna have so much fun with this one," and he did. <laughs> it was fantastic. Would you say that Jean? sort of kind of is equals crow in this series mm. i was gonna say are you gonna call john a horse's ass <laughs> john is not as in, in junior high is not as spastic as crow was like john was a little bit more controlled would, but he did he did kind of go out there would the would the two of them hang out and like be bros and whatnot and like no no I think Jean would probably want to like Jean. They probably would want to kill each other, to be quite honest. Yeah. And then they would like you know respect each other and have drinks after beating the crap out of each other, probably. like like a typical bleach moment, which you know. <laughs> yes. Already yeah. watching three hundred something episodes of. Oh yes! Don't remind me. Anyways, we really need to get going. Look, can we talk yeah, about Surf at the end of now? Can we yeah. talk about the salt? Can we talk okay. about the salt shakers? H hold on! Hold on! Before we jump into that, what is the final consensus on the dub of Attack on Titan Junior High? How do we feel about it? It was. Did you like the dub of the original series? Ju junior High. It was. Oh, I liked it better. <laughs> I thought it was cute. It's definitely solid. I mean, the minor characters that we don't get to hear much in the original series got to do more. So some of the voice actors that we enjoy a lot in the in for smaller characters, they got to do more. We got to hear Thank more from God. them. God. It was. It was nice. I like. I. I it's a it's a solid show, solid dub. I, well, I I'm not gonna say solid show because the show itself is questionable, but the dub itself it's really solid, I'd say. Yeah, it was obviously more important for Mike to do this show instead of Noragami Aragato, but whatever. Well, but what do we know? Well, we're just a bunch of nerds on the internet. Mm. <laughs> Huzzah! Um. So okay. So general mm. consensus, it's a damn good dub. Yeah. I would say. Yeah. Now for right. something completely different. Now for oh. the fun show. Oh, the, the the next fun show. Um, so the next show to talk about would be Seraph of the End Battle Yay! of Nagoya. So this this part of the show, um, it's the second you all half. You owe me a giant apology as for our um second. Was it our second or our third episode? Podcast episode third. Because there were a few vlog episodes between the first podcast one and then because BBB. Because I remember all of you two groaning about having to watch the show. Okay. Well, I also I also seem to remember someone screaming and being upset about who. Played okay. Who. Um. Uh, so we're so you're one to talk. Yeah. You're one to talk. <laughs> I will I mean, say this. I will say this. And the last episode of this show aired. I said something I never thought I would ever say. And that is, I honestly want another season yes! of Seraph of the End. I will admit <laughs> that too. I will admit that too. Let the, manga get, let the manga get a couple, another 50 yeah, chapters out. So, we we need the manga to progress a little bit more. That is we the get actual that, funny thing about this show, which a lot of people don't know. Um, I kept up with the simulcast for the most part, and I had seen the last episode about a month ago. Um, when the simulcast of the Japanese aired, 
it actually superseded its manga by a month. So, the author of the series, like, it came out before the chapter did. So is there um, a chance, is there a chance that the the anime took liberties and the manga isn't going to have what it just showed? Is there a chance? To get into um, a couple nitty gritty things, the chapter is very similar with about two major changes but, in, to spoil the show. Because Jet, um, Jet was telling me, he's like, well, you know... Uh, the last episode of Seraph the End followed the manga chapter for like five minutes. No, that is, um, I will admit that the manga chapter follows that battle a little bit longer. Mm. Um, but like, you're free to cut this out, by the way. Um, it followed it longer and some different things happened. One of them being Shinya gets choked by Gurren. Oh. Um, flashing back to something that happens. But he doesn't die, does he? He does not die. We do not know where Shinya is currently in the manga. Okay. He's probably under arrest, odds. Currently he's... currently in the manga or the anime, actually. Uh, yes. Uh, and even in the newest chapter of the manga, nobody knows where he is. Um, he is... He was choked out by the ghost and the bitch. Yeah. Um, as I'll refer to her as. Um, but the biggest change is that it only skips ahead three months, not four months. Oh, yeah, you mentioned that to me the other night when we were watching it. That it only skips ahead three months. Mm -hmm. And the biggest change is that in the shed, you is chained up to the wall still possessed. Oh. That is a big and change. The only thing, because the new chapters come out, but I haven't... Spoiler alert, I do read translations, but I do buy everything I read. Uh-huh. I actually do. You can actually talk to the five chapters of Tokyo, the five books of Tokyo Ghoul Re sitting on my shelf. Really? Um, I will take a picture and send it to you on Twitter after this. Sure. Um, I will take a picture and send it to you on Twitter. Um, I trust you. You know that. I'm just making yeah. it. Uh, I know. You're scaring me. Um, the end of the last chapter from the rough translations I've read, because it's a lot of talking between the vampires, I think, in the new chapter. Um, is Mika going into the shed and you threatening to kill him? So a typical romance, but between the two, yeah. Oh God, yes. <laughs> yes. Anyway, so nothing new really for the gay shit. I think that if they're gonna make a new season of Seraph, it's gonna follow the light novels, which take place eight years before the series begins, and it focuses around Gurren. Baby Shinoa, that's all you need to know. Baby, Baby Shinoa calling Gurren a pervert and a child molester. <laughs> With Mika's help. Yes. Okay. So, kind of getting back on track with the, um, with the dub itself. So, yeah, I ended up liking the show, and I did end up liking the dub itself by the end. If um, you, people, most people who watch Seraph, and this includes, I think, a majority of the chat, I think I was kind of, like, one of the few people from the beginning who was like, this show is gonna be fun, dumb but fun. Everybody ended up liking the show by the end of it. Here's the even, thing. Even, even Lauren and Chad and Dad Justin. And Here's the thing. Great. Season one was garbage. Mm -hmm. Season two season legitly, legitimately made us interested. That's what happened. It, it took a while for it to get there. You know, I, no, I, mean, I was into season two from, from episode one. I'm like, okay. No, I mean, like, from beginning of the show itself to, like, well, the true, end point. It yeah. took a while. It took it's a while. A season one was complete. I'm like, you know, you could end anytime you wanted to. But season two, the moment it started, I'm like, okay. And then it kept going. I'm like, okay. And then it kept going. I'm like, <laughs> I think that's where, I think okay. Even, even as somebody who owns the manga for it, 
that's when the show legitimately, I think the writer kind of finds his ground. Mm -hmm. um, again, if you've watched the show like The Legend of the Legendary Heroes and you hated that, I'm surprised you actually went into the show. Well, here's because it's created by the same guy. Here's the thing, you know, Seraph of the End has always been Attack on Titan meets Blue Exorcist. Those two yeah. humping each other. And <laughs> kind of I like think, you and you. I think, describe it. I think that with season two, with this new era, it sort of goes away from that. It sort of creates its own identity. It's, yeah, it kind of comes into its own a bit more. It's still gay as hell, but I mean, hell. that's one of the charming factors My of it. But favorite things about the show is that it actually kind of got creative with, like, the demons and the monsters and stuff. Yeah, and, and I will say this, you know, spoiler alert, salt powers, that is something I have never seen before, but I want to see more of. Oh my god, when I saw him turn into the sugar salt fairy. No, <laughs> I will say that. I lost my shit. I'm going back into screw it into Rooster Teeth ang angst mode. The only person who has ever been that salty in my life was me and Yang versus Tifa. Oh, here we go again. <sighs> anyway. Well, we, we, no, I was joking. I'm like, oh my god, you has reached Yang versus Tifa salt level. No, wait, he's reached Link versus Clouds salt, salt levels. Level. Oh my god, if he reaches Goku versus Superman levels, what will happen? <gasps> oh, Jesus Christ. It's actually a funny thing you say about uh, use power, and I'll probably talk about this when we get to the end of us talking about this, my theory of what actually happened in the show all right. that caused all the shit to go down. So anyway, all right. let's talk about the actual dub. <laughs> it was really... It, I, I honestly... This is another show I prefer to watch in the Japanese and uh, the English sometimes. Right. Yeah. So really the only main characters we have added... Oh, by the way, Narumi and Mika are added to the end credits of the last episode, in case yep. you didn't notice. But if we, you uh, check the episode before, uh, Mika's eyes are red towards the end. Yeah, but we have Narumi, we have his entire crew, and then we have... Who else do we have added to this season? Um, in this case, because they weren't in the, uh, in the show when we got to them... Uh, Kamizuki and Mitsuba. Cruel um, as well. We have Shinya, we have Crowley... And we have not Gurren, a.k.a. Not Gurren, Kurito. and then I guess if you want to bring them up, um... Sayuri, we also have the rest of Gurren's squad, too. Sayuri, Shigure, Goki, and Mito. Yeah. Not and yes, I know all of their names because I read the Gurren there, There's quite a few, but I feel... But honestly, in terms of updates, there's at least... You could probably cut out Gurren and um, Narmi's squads, minus Narmi, though. Because Narmi, Narmi apparently ends up as a important figure by the end. Well, you let us keep Narmi. Yeah, you, you let us keep Narmi. Narmi. You, um, so, you know he's gonna. He's the red shirt. You guys know that, right? He's gonna. I don't. I don't know. Knowing this, knowing this series, <laughs> this guy likes to fuck Kamizuki over so much. It's gonna be Narmi, then Kamizuki, then Mitsuba, and then the rest will probably survive somehow. Well, no, no, go no, Mika's through. gonna die. Mika is going to die. No, he's not. You shut your whore mouth. No, no, okay, okay. Then you is going to die. It's well, one of the other. Well, already died three times. Yeah, you've already died three died times. times. Yeah, okay, Mika. Some of those times he's not himself. going to die. One of them is going to die, and tough luck, it's... tough cookies, deal with it. One I of kind of hope it's Mitsuba. Sorry, yeah, Mitsuba's One of them is going to die. You know, Shino is probably going to live. Uh, Yoichi is too innocent to live. And no, ha ha ha! No, no, you know he's too innocent to die, probably. But uh, 
but no, I mean it, that's probably what's going to happen. Um, okay, one of the so, two is going to die and just deal with it. Tough cookies. <laughs> I think, can we really quickly go through the Gurren and Narumi squads actors? Uh, Do we Sayuri? have to? I wasn't just intending to name on them. It. I'm not going to talk about them. I just want to name who they were. Fine, if you want to do that. So I'm... Sayuri is Skylar McIntosh. Shiguri is Mallory Roderick. Goshi is Because I Got High. <laughs> Duncan Brennan, yep. Duncan Brennan. Uh, Mito is Trina Nishimura. Um, I believe the 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 guy with the the, the whippy things is Josh. With the, whippy thing, with the whippy things? The whippy things is Josh. Chain guy is Josh. Yep, that's Josh. Um, one of them is Morgan Garrett. Uh, one of them is Chris Guerrero. The black guy was Chris Guerrero. <laughs> and then, I don't remember who Yayoi is, but nobody gives a fuck about her. She's dead. Okay. So, more more legitimate updates, though. Um, Kamizuki and Cruel, because we did do predictions for them during the Seraph of the End episode. Boy, were we all fucking wrong. Nope, I got Kamizuki right, bitches. I got fuck Ian Claire. so fuck you guys. I don't even remember so, yeah. what I did. I don't remember what I did. It's been, like, almost a year. Yeah. I've been, like, looking through the episodes recently, but yeah, yeah I got Kamizuki right in Ian Sinclair, and Monica, Monica Rial is playing cool, um, by the way. So, because I think, god, what do we have for cool, for predictions? I think- I had Brent Aperol. Yeah, you had Brent. I think I, I think I had Lindsay Seidel. I um, got my evil, I got my evil Brynn, by the way. Where was she? She was, um, not only is she Mirai, his sister- She's, um, Dude. she's Kisekio. She's his demon. Oh my god, that's right. She's also Kisekio. Yup, okay, makes sense. Um, so, though, so Ian and Monica, those are the two, two that, um, we had done predictions for during the Seraph episode that we didn't get updated on until afterwards. Um, the rest of the wonderful people, pe people basically want to update on, um, we have Mitsuba, who is also part of Shinoa's squad. She's being voiced by Alex Moore. God, I wanted to punch Mitsuba in the face in the beginning. Oh my god, yep. She yep. was single-handedly the worst character in the show at one point. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then, like, with Alex Moore, um, because we had talked about this during Sky Wizards Academy, because she plays, she plays, um... Uh, Freon Flamel. Freon Flamel, right? and she actually got to use her more natural voice compared to Mitsuba, and it's like, my god. My god. Um, and then we have, let's see, we have <laughs> Crowley, aka Vampire, Vampire Karma, Karma, because this is Austin Tindall who's voicing him, and good lord. Hardy, how do you feel about Crowley? Fuck that guy. How do you I feel hate about Crowley? I hate him. I legit. I legitimately. He's like Gilgamesh. He's like a redheaded Gilgamesh, and I absolutely despise him. But he's okay. a red Gil redheaded Gilgamesh with bitches. <laughs> okay. Her name is Horn. Okay, okay, okay. Let's rephrase the question. How do you feel about Austin Tyndall as Crowley? He's like Vampire Karma. Only while I like Karma, because he's a genuinely good person at heart. Crowley is an evil bastard, and I hate him. Well, Crowley is an evil bastard once you know who turned him. Well, I mean, no, here's the thing. No, it's just, I just, Crowley is like, it's hard to describe. There is that confident, cocky, arrogant, a-hole villain. I like the cocky, confident, a-hole hero. I do not like the villain version. 
that's why I have a massive dislike towards people like like Light Yagami or Johan Liebert or um, or Gilgamesh or Vegeta. That's going to earn me a lot of hate when I when people hear this. I do not like Vegeta. You can put that on my gravestone. <laughs> Here lies Hardy. He did not like Vegeta. Yes. <laughs> Emoji of a goat. No. And, and, and Crowley is among that group. I just... Something that's... He's like an internet troll come to life. So karma? <laughs> yeah. Um, like, don't you want karma and Shinoa to like, make babies? Yes, because karma is a good person deep down. Karma just acts that way because, you know, he doesn't like society, but deep down he wants change. He wants good things to happen. Crowley, Crowley is there for the lulls. He's there for Crowley the lulls, and he's there to hurt people. So that's why I love karma. I hate Crowley. And I don't. And I think either way, though, Austin pulled it off. He did. Oh, he really God, did. The second way. he came on screen, I was like, oh, hey, karma. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's why I like Obi as well. And that's why I like Marco as well. But I yep. freaking hate Crowley. Okay. Okay. Um, so, next update. Probably my favorite character, because good lord, best human, Shinya. Best human! Best human! We have Jerry Jewel coming into the mix here. Um, who, I who, 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 as a reminder, who, as a reminder to folks, Jerry Jewel is the director of Seraph of the End. For and both he seasons. the best character for him to be, honestly. She, yes, he is. Not only is he the person, the individual who owns the Snyder rifle, there was one point in the second season where Shinya just shows up in a random Ferrari with toast in his no, mouth. No, 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 Lamborghini. Lamborghini, excuse me. Not a Ferrari. Okay. Also, Shinya does the most satisfying thing in the entire series of the show. And what? that is punching Gurren in the face. Yes! <laughs> he just shows up and decks him. He's for like, no the... reason other than he's fucked everybody over. It's like the he's fuck like, Gurren. What is wrong with you? What the hell? And then he realizes his dead ex fiance is fucking possessing him. <laughs> like. I love Shinya so much. He's such a good character. Like, he all is. around. He's like. He's honestly, when he started showing up as more of a presence in the show, you could start to see the turnaround in the writing of the characters. Mm. Yeah, you can. And this character, it's definitely a fitting, fitting role for Jerry. I have to say it's fitting for Jerry. Jerry <laughs> first, is a bit of a troll first... in real life, to be honest. <laughs> During part of the first season, like, I didn't know how to feel about it first, but then keep, like going into it more and more... And the second season, because, again, it definitely got better than the second half. Oh, my God. I was like, dude, Shinya's best character. Way to go, Jerry. <laughs> whenever, you need, of... whenever you need someone who sounds like he has a heart of gold but has the face of a serial killer, hire Jerry Jewel. You know who Shinya kind of reminds me of in terms of, like, personality and performance? He's a more low-key um, Claire to me. He reminds me a lot of Claire from Bacano. A little but bit. much more low-key. Mm. A little bit more. Yeah. I can, I can kind of see that. I just say it. Also, Jerry also has one of my other favorite lines in the entire show. What? And that is when, um, not Gurren has the box of Angel. 
<laughs> and then he's like, you should get going. Hint, hint, wink, wink, Shinya. It would be a shame, Shinya, if you were here. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. I'm about to fucking kill everybody. Yes. And Shinya just goes, dot, dot, dot. Shit. <laughs> She's like, shit. And I'm hoping that was improvised. Like, <laughs> that would have been great if it was better improvised. Line, and Jerry's just like, shit. He knew. <laughs> yeah. He knew all along. Okay. The other two, we have two more at least decent sized updates to go with. Um, Narumi. Oh, Narumi. The dude with the trident. Or should I say- I killed a guy with the trident. Or, or should I say, Daryun with the trident. <laughs> Because it's Rigo right Fajardo. A.K.A. Fajardo. All my friends are dead. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. God, if, if Kamizuki wasn't the other person getting fucked over in this show, it was Narumi. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> if Kamizuki didn't have family involved, Narumi got fucked over. Um, okay, if I was going by the list of characters in the series as somebody who's read the expanded universe, and I can't believe I'm saying this, um, the tier of you've been fucked, Shinya... Probably Narumi, mm -hmm. Kamizuki, yep. maybe kind of Gurren and you. Gurren, you, Mika. Yeah, that sounds about right. But, um... Shinya's backstory sucks balls. <laughs> but how do we feel about Riko as Narumi? He is I a character it. that exists. <laughs> yeah, honestly. <laughs> honestly, yes. Megan, you have to do it. I did it. Oh. Do it again. Do it like 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 you're the brawny spokeswoman. <laughs> I keep on laughing too hard. Oh my god. I'm I'm I'll, like I'll do the music for you. Dum 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 I think my mother can hear me up in New York right now. <laughs> oh, okay, I'll do it. Okay, 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 okay. I just made the Daryun song to the to the timing of hi ho. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, okay. Snow White. So, yeah, I, I not think, with the red think, hair, but just Snow White. Good lord. I think Rico did fine as Naruto. Rico was there. He's there. It, it's better than Mage. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, that's not a very high achievement. Exactly. Okay, so the last the last update among the last major update probably to do would be um, Kurito, aka not Gurren. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Okay, so the funny the tricky thing with Kurito is though, um, nobody has actually really confirmed who's voicing him. It's Garrett Storms. It's fucking Garrett Storms. It's fucking Garrett Storms though. We know it. Yeah, it's like, it's the male Garmin. <laughs> yeah, like b before recording this, I was like, dude, who's Kurito? And Hart was like, dude, it's probably I'm 90% sure it's Garrett Strong. So I went back and listened to part of the first episode of Dance with Devils and Rem specifically. And I was like, yeah. 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 It's yeah. pretty it obvious. It has to be at this point. He, he sounds <laughs> like a male Garmin again. But it works more with Kurito than it does with Rem because Kurito is very military. Yeah, it definitely works this time around. As that having figure. been said, it's still not good. So Garrett... I'll, I'll give you my respect, but you, you've you got to get to work, son. 
You really have got to get to work. Why was I? I would have wondered what Chris Guerrero as Kareto would have been like. In a day where the vampires <laughs> hunted the humans. Okay, I take it back. Marcus Stimic should have been him. <laughs> In a day where the vampires hunted the humans. <laughs> and there was much rejoicing. Oh my fucking Lord. Yo, Ichiro. Nev- How do you know about the attack in Shin Shib? He's, oh, yeah. he's like, hey, hey, never tell me the odds. <laughs> Hear me, baby, hold together. Oh, good lord. Hardy, we brought your two friends in here for questioning. Oh, <laughs> my Did you know God. that if you get stabbed in this series, you okay, can just okay. walk it off? Okay, bring it back in because the Marcus joke is going on too long right now. Okay. We love friends. you, Uncle Marcus. Marcus. We love you, Uncle Marcus. Don't kill us, please. <laughs> so, please don't hurt me. I have a family to feed. <laughs> so, go- <coughs> so going back to... Um, the the character the characters and voice actors that were announced during season one we already had. I that. need to take <laughs> my foot out of my mouth and my head out of my ass. <laughs> okay, so going. I'm back sorry, to, Micah. Yeah, going back to going back to season one for a second and the characters that we already we got in the original press release. Um, so like, how do we feel about any of these original characters that were announced? Like, do we feel any differently about? them from the last time I think that we talked about this show. I think Scott McGill had a huge improvement over season <laughs> oh two. Oh my Christ. god. Scott McGill needs a fucking Oscar. <laughs> okay. For real though. For real. <laughs> no, I think everyone really improved. Um, they sort of took it to their serious voice and no, honestly my one of my favorite roles was actually Colleen as as yeah as gay sword you know oh my god colleen's boy voice was so convincing yeah it's like that's like it's like luffy only you know not luffy at the same time it's weird you know because i thought i thought it was i thought it was so convincing i'm like am i supposed to have a boner at this point am i not i don't i don't know you're you're referring to um ashura maru yeah. yeah It was who is honestly one of the best characters in the show. Yeah, I don't even think Ashuramaru is technically real. To be honest, it's it's sort of like halfway between there, but you know, he's, but yeah, Colleen was like, um, yeah, what's up, man? I'm gonna smash well, some brewskis against my forehead, bro. Oh my god. There's a thing about Ashuramaru potentially being related to Cruel because they do look very similar. Yeah, oh, I this, mean, oh, Ashur- Ashuramaru dresses like a chick, but totally is totally bro man he is a bro he saves you ass use ass so many times yeah <laughs> he's like the broiest jiminy cricket demon it's like you know i was bro before it was cool bra i think oh my for God. me there's a lot of little roles in this show that kind of help bring it together because there's like i think i think it's leah clark i want to say it's leah clark who also plays um, Mahiru, Gurren's demon. Um, hmm. I believe that was Leah Clark. Okay. But there's just a lot of... And speaking of that, like the, a lot of the other cast that we were all kind of like, oh, well, I guess they're in this show. They all got really good. Like, I'll admit, Dave Trosko kind of grew on me as Gurren, even though I was like, eh, okay. He's okay, I, I, was about, I was about to say, we like probably the best way to go through some of these characters is just like going through the character and the voice actor and see and like giving 
just just quick thoughts on them. So yeah. Okay, I lied. Um, Mahiru is Alexis Tipton. No, okay. No, I'll say this. Dave Trosko is very underrated. He's like extremely underrated because he's been around for a long time and no, he's never picked up on anyone's radar. But listening to him now, like going to serious mode, that man has some chops. I'm no, he serious. Does. He he is he he's got, good. I don't know. He was good as Garen. I liked it. I don't know where they've yeah. been hiding him. If they've been keeping him in Funny's closet along with that one dude, but I will say <laughs> that I one think writer. His performance picked up a lot in the second season when you get to kind of know the character a bit more. Yeah. Mm. And you get to see him with little you. No, um, you just he, he has to have his pineapple to be, you know, <laughs> pineapple power. <laughs> yes. Okay. So what are you telling me is he had to pick up Micah? Oh. Yes. <laughs> okay. So, um, yeah, probably just at this point, just go th- quickly through um, the original casting and kind of give brief thoughts. So, we already did Dave Trosco. Uh, let's see. Eric Vale is Farad. How do we feel? <laughs> I'm going to rape you. I'm getting it out of the way now. Yeah. God damn it. Uh, no, it was everything we wanted and more. It is. Um, really, also, honestly. fuck you for the ending of that show. Mm. Fuck really, you for the ending of what you did to cool. you, you stupid whore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely. Like, as much as I freaked out during um, the original Seraph episode, it, it, it worked. It fit. He Why was he was fa- we- he was fucking fabulous and such an asshole. It I want to say it was episode two of this season where they have the um, vampire Skype meeting. Yeah. And at the very end, he throws um, Cruel under the bus when he got legitimately threatening. Was probably one of the best Eric Vale moments. That was God. that. You mean when he had creepy McRape face on? Yes. That was legitimately terrifying. I'm I'm going to admit because that face right there, that face could it was kill the angels. Voice and the face together. Oh my God! Like it, that was the moment we were like, okay, Farron's gonna do something fucking horrible later in the show. Yep. Okay. So consensus, yay, Eric Vale. Um, how about Chris Burnett's Yoichi? Diabetes. He's still a cinnamon bun. He's always been a cinnamon bun. He always will be a cinnamon bun. Next question. <laughs> okay. Buns of cinnamon. Uh, who else do we have? Felicia Angel as Shinoa. True goddess. Honestly, born to play the character. Honestly, that is her character. That yeah. is. That That is the reason I chose her for my, you know, I'm sorry about this again. I chose her as Aerith in my Funny Fantasy Seven dubcast because... A lot of people don't realize Aerith is kind of a troll. So, yeah, that's why I picked her. Even though she dies. You know, spoilers. So. Huzzah! Uh, and then we have... God, who else do we have? Uh, I think we're on the two big ones. I think we are on the two big ones. Um, Let's just get this gay shit out of the way. Um, Justin Briner is Mika, as Mika. How do we feel? He's grown Cause, a lot. Cause I, I'm about to say, because I know when we originally brought up Justin Briner... Um, I hated over, it. Like, almost a year ago now. Yeah, Hardy hated like, it. Like, Hardy hated it. I was okay with it. I actually really Megan liked was, it. Megan liked it, and was, but was also giving him the benefit of the doubt a little bit. He, I will he grew on me. He I, grew on me. I'm going back to my Funny Fantasy 7 cast again. <laughs> I would like... I honestly, legit, would like to hear Justin voice Cloud as a real character. Because hearing Mika in his moody points is kind of how I imagine Cloud in his Advent Children stage. Like, if I could redub Advent Children, 
because I hated Steve Burton. I think he's a wet noodle. But um, but I think you know, I think I think Justin could actually capture the part because if you really think about it, Cloud is a 16 year old in a 21 year old's body. He has been locked up in a canister for five years, so that he has a lot of growing up to do. And I think Justin could really play him legit, and I want to hear that. So, I mean, I was really impressed with him this season. Yeah. Justin has been improving a lot. Yeah. I in the past year alone actually, really. Yeah, like for me, I think the reason I love the performance, not only in that I love it in both language tracks. I I, I really do. It's because each actor who played Mika, I think, brought different sides to his character. Oh, they sure did. Um Ono Kencho brings a lot more, I think, levity and more of the adult side of the character out, despite, I believe, both actors probably being around the same age. The thing that got me about Justin's Mika, and this is particularly in episode 20, uh, 22, uh, the, the gay one. The, oh my. The gay one. Is how childish he is about Mika. How childish his Mika is. Because in the end, if you think about it, he's... You don't ever get to see what he's been through at night and what he did to survive. This in his struggle. This you don't get to see. You don't. We don't have the luxury of getting to see those moments. This brings up another theory that I have, and it's unpopular, but I think it has merit. And that is, I think, you and Mika are actually the reason they're so close is because they are actually two halves of the same person. Now, all the fangirls want to say, no, 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 they're gay for each other. But I think this actually has... No, I would totally believe it, because I have another theory about Mika, too. Yeah, because I really do think the reason they're so close is because they are the same person. And I think that they... Because they are both candidates for Seraph the End, I think the two halves of each other were separated long ago, and that's why they have... When they were born as a... People. Yeah, I think that's they why do... they have different personalities. That's why they have different powers. That's why they... In canon, they do have two separate parents. They are completely different from one another, and yet they complete each other so well. And that's why I... That's that's the theory I'm going for. That, that's... that's why I enjoy Brenner's performance, is that he brings so much of a childishness to Mika and how feverant he is to get back to you. Mm-hmm. Like, when he's screaming at him, when he's trying to turn and he's crying, mm-hmm. it's like a little kid who's lost his best friend. Yeah, because I honestly... And it hurts. I, and it honestly, it's tear-jerking. As much as we joke about how gay it is, it was a really beautiful moment. And that's why I think that you honestly does have feelings for Shinoa. Because I think he has, like, the libido of the two, but, but Mika is genuinely so entangle with you to where he has to be with only him but you is like sort of the boyish figure boyish half of the two and and he wants to sort of grow while Miko wants to sort of regress that's that that's why i they still have this theory. personalities from where they start yeah is one big thing yeah um i i, I don't know if that's true or not i, I know the yaoi fangirls really are going to tear is. me apart because of this theory <laughs> Um, no, it's actually kind of true. Personality-wise, they actually do flip. Yeah. Um, and this comes from me, again, being a manga reader. Um, when they actually first meet, um, it's you who's calling himself the monster and everything. 
And the first thing he does is he actually tries to fight Mika for dominance. Oh Mika my. proceeds to beat the shit out of him. Yeah. Mika knocks him flat the fuck out. Um, and says, and he was like, yeah, well, you don't know how it is. My parents, my mom killed herself and my dad, like something with my dad and my mom set herself on fire. My dad killed himself and I've been orphaned and blah, blah, blah. And Mika's like, oh, that's so cool. My parents threw me out of a car. <laughs> Well, like yeah. with the biggest smile on his face, That's like, a... and can then I, I kind of for flop. two seconds. Can I just say for two seconds, use dad, voiced <laughs> by Mike McFarland, and what Hello, the naughty fuck? children? It's murder time. What the time to stab fuck? the evil out of you? Yeah. Is is Mike McFarland or bad Mike? Mc, it's either Mike McFarland and Chuck Huber's the bad dad, and Monica's always the bad mom. Oh my god. We need to get going, guys. But yeah. Anyway, anyway so speaking about you. Well, hold on. The, the consensus for Justin Briner. Hooray, yay. Um, so, Micah Solasada is you, is you. How do we feel? Salt! <laughs> I'm a little, I'm actually a lot less salty about what I was. Yes. Yeah, I, I remember screaming when, the, when I we remember first there being a blood-curdling scream. Yep. Yep. I, I give it a salt out of ten. <laughs> a salt out of ten. <laughs> and moving on. Yeah, okay. Um, uh, no, actually, it legitimately got better for me. I think the one yeah, thing that helped me like the show more than I did was actually his performance because as 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 dumb and stupid as Yuichiro is, god damn is he putting his heart into every stupid thing he does. Yep. He's so earnest. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I I think I think Micah did well. He did well with you. I like you. I like his you. I do. I, I like the Salt King version of you. The Salt King like, that version voice was so fucking cool. <laughs> All humans will turn into salt. All hail the king of theory, salt. Which salt. brings me to my theory that you did not blow the trumpet of the apocalypse. You did not cause the first episode to happen. That's because you didn't cause everybody to just spontaneously die all of a sudden. I think Mika did it. That, that would be... Which, again, adds to my theory. They're both two halves of the same person. Well... Because I believe there are seven trumpets of the apocalypse. I believe there are seven seven seraphs in religion. Anyways, and we need to get going. Anyway, anyway right. now on to the, the good show. Well, okay. <laughs> Before we get to the good, good show. Overall thoughts on the devil stare from the end. I, really I honestly want a third season, and I can't believe I'm actually saying that. I know, me too. It, 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 it started out a little rough, but it definitely got better, and it was great by the end. Mm-hmm. Like, absolutely. Guys, we really need to get going because we're already an Choo-choo. hour and 15 minutes into this. Choo-choo. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we're yeah, we trying. wanted to make this a short episode. and We were trying to not make Hardy it. Hardy and I were having a heart-to-heart about Sarah theory, which is kind of incredible. Yeah. <sighs> part of it, part of it, maybe. Part of this episode. Megan and be I Edis. were being philosophical for once, which is a miracle. <laughs> because most of the times, we, the two of us just... Just go about on gay dick and fart jokes. Yes. You do remember I have a bachelor's in humanities. Yeah. Well, I mean, I got the special award in science. So anyway, let's talk about Noragami Arigoto. Yeah. Stephanie. The third, oh my and, God, final, my the third and final broadcast dub that was on the Devil Talk block last season. The dub that hurt all of us. Oh, my God. If you have not seen Nor- Noragami Arigoto, this... this um, season had two two arcs the bishamon arc and the ebisu arc let me just say elizabeth maxwell ftw yes yeah 
because that Maxwell for the win as Bishamon right there. And, and oh this, my god, this forgives her entire involvement with that horrible web series that Rooster Teeth is doing. Um, but that it that just that scream of agony near the end of the Bishamon art just it hurt me, and yet mm -hmm. it just it it just. It felt right and wrong at the same time, and I'm like, that... She just blew that performance out of the water. She really that did. That is a show that, like, you, we could describe the dub to you, but it would not make up for you actually watching the show. You, you, it's one of those things that you have to actually watch and experience for yourself. Here's the thing. Norgami Season 1 was good. Mm -hmm. The first half of Norgami Season 2... Oh it my god. It's five star material. It's, it is amazing. It, it is, is ten star material. It is good anime. It is one of the singular greatest I I I honestly that is my favorite part of that series. I mean I mean, because the second half of Argoto was good too. Yep. But it wasn't as good as the first the first half of the second season of Norgami is it's the only way you can describe it is genuinely good anime. And here's the, here's the, here's the big thing um, in terms of the dub for Noragami Arigoto. Mike McFarland is not the director for the second season. No, he is not. The director for the second season of Noragami, that job belongs to Miss Caitlin Glass. And, and here's what I think. I think Caitlin is Mike's understudy. I think she was sort of her... She was his Padawan, if I could say that in Jedi terms. Uh, in, in that she sort of learned from him and then... Because she, she was his understudy during the original Full Metal Alchemist originally. And we all no, know... No, that is incorrect. That's, that's Brotherhood. Colleen. That's Colleen. Oh, really? Caitlin did Brotherhood. Okay, okay. Brotherhood then. Sorry about that. I, it's okay. I have... Imbibed an entire ball of kettle one at this point. You can't. Oh, it, it's okay. I mean, you, we, we can easily off. get we can easily get them mixed up, regardless. Right. But yeah, still. No, no. I mean, this the first half of this show just. I don't want to say it got me in tears, but it got me damn near close. It there were points of that first that first art, and I mean. God, I, I was like, okay, I am watching the simulcast like from episode one of mm -hmm. at least the first five or six episodes. The moment I knew that this show was going to go from being um, good anime, like everyone should at least have seen season one, the first nine episodes of it are damn good writing and good character development. But when you went into season two and you get to the tree scene in episode two. Oh, God. Oh, my God. That is when you knew that... It was gonna go. It was on. Like, yeah. This is gonna. It, it, it like, stepped it up. This is so episode much. two. This is gonna. And this is getting treated amazingly. This mm -hmm. is gonna sound really mean and and weird to both of you, but but please try to take it in stride. Okay. I think Bishamon is a beautiful woman. I think you can both agree with that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I think she is at her most beautiful when she's crying and I don't mean that in a weird way because she's she's vulnerable she's like genuinely about to say, it's that vulnerable it's that vulnerability isn't it she never That's... shows to anyone and mm -hmm. she's like she's like at her 
at her most vulnerable moment and she's like begging for help and it's like she's like a little child just just crying yep. and and she looks so lovely at that point it's just i it's weird it's really weird but it's and it's such a way that that character is written yeah i mean that i i think she has honestly become one of my favorite female characters in any anime ever and and she's just she, oh dear god she's awesome oh my god okay and, and she dresses in bondage gear and uses a whip and everything too and, okay i think we i think we elizabeth maxwell does such a good job as her character <laughs> like no i honestly i don't think anybody else could have done that no that performance. okay so i think we've gushed about elizabeth maxwell enough so how about we do this? We'll go through some of the some of the updates for season two, and then we'll backtrack like we did with Seraph, and we'll talk about um, characters from the original press release, and just kind of give our thoughts about the performances, as, since since as since we now have seen the dub itself, because at the time the Noragami episode came out, there was no DVD yet. Um, we only had a trailer to go by, so we'll go with that. So um, I'll tell you this much, Stephanie. What? I think Daikoku is a fan, but Shut I think the but, um, fuck up. But I think Cosma is really nailing it. Really? <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Okay, so I think a decent amount of these could probably pull off in pairs. So Tenjin and Mayu. Um, I know Tenjin um, during the original Noragami episode that you and I did, Megan. We were wondering where the fuck he was. In that announcement. Yeah, he was not there. For some reason. Um, so we have Sean Hannigan as Tenjin and Leah Clark as Mayu. Uh, so how do we feel about these two performances? I mean, they're good. They serve their purpose. They did good. I like them. <laughs> friggin', friggin' Sean Hannigan as Tenjin. Like, there were moments where he... He, he was good at... A lot of these performances were, really... But he was he, good at being like the creepy old man. Creepy. He was good at being the creepy old man. He was also good at playing the dark, serious side, as well as the light-hearted. Like, oh, I can't wait. I'm really hoping that he fucks them all over in the series. Like, that is one of my biggest hopes is that he turns out to be evil. That'd be funny. Um, <laughs> that would be great. Haha, <laughs>, laughs for all. Woohoo! <laughs> uh, and Mayu, it's Leah Clark being Leah Clark. It was fine. <laughs> and okay. In just two seconds, Jamie Markey, the <laughs> the master of trees. the Lorax, the master of trees. I had to bring that up for, for Jamie two seconds. The Jamie the Lorax Markey. Okay, so now with ten percent less porn. Yes. So we have two additional characters that were in, that were uh, announced for the Bishamon arc. We have Kugaha and Aiha. Kugaha is voiced by Phil Parsons. Aiha is voiced by Michelle Rojas. Uh, as we think? like to call him, say it with me, Megan. Ev sexy evil, oh, evil, evil stripper Klaus. Because he has the one episode where he's like, yep. everybody's, and Cosmo's like, everybody's been checked about you, but Dr. Kugaha, he's like, okay, you can dance. You can shine. Having the time of your life. life. He just strips everything. He's like, Ooh, see that girl. Watch that scene. Dig in the dancing. Queen. And everyone in that room like, reverts their eyes. Fuck. They I, were children. I, I think because I haven't really heard a lot of Phil Parsons uh, in recent years. So going from Klaus and Blah Blah K Battlefront and then Kugaha here in Noragami. Two different characters completely. I would say I prefer his performance as Klaus to Kugaha, mm -hmm. 
Kugaha, I would say, as much as I like it, and it wasn't a bad performance, it was, to me, the weaker performance. Yeah. Yeah, it it could have been better. It, it could have. I honestly think that it could have been... No, you know what? And Hardy's gonna laugh at me. I think Marcus Stimic would have done a good job. As whom? Kugaha. As Kugaha. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm gonna check You're your going temperature. Again. Yeah. Oh, by the way, you wanna see what? If I have a... Uh, uh, corruption on me. Woo! Look at me. Jesus Christ. I'm doing the. Like, <laughs> I'm doing the helicopter. Look at this. Woo! Oh Do the helicopter, dude. <laughs> okay. Helicopter, dude. Didn't somebody on Funimation's chat the other night mention doing the helicopter? Yes, I they so. did. It, I, I think, think it was so. God's will, actually. Oh, God probably. damn it, God's will. <laughs> Yeah, Funimation, we make Stephanie choke to death. <coughs> stupid sexy Klaus. Yeah, stupid sexy Klaus. Feels like I'm wearing nothing at all. Nothing at all. Nothing at all. Okay, okay. From going from um, Klaus. Uh, how do we feel about Michelle Rojas's Iha? She was a bitch. Fair also, enough. Can we talk about how Iha was like the most impractical suit of armor ever? <laughs> oh my god. No wonder she switched to Monica the bikini. Oh Jesus Christ! Um, I think I think Michelle Rojas, who plays I have, I think she did fine. Honestly, I think I liked it. It was it, it took a it took a minute because it sounded slightly obnoxious in the beginning, but as 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 it progressed, I think it got better. Is she related to Justin in any way? Married. Oh, they're married. Justin's married. That's what everyone says. Huh. Huh. And yet Lauren's single. Lauren has a boyfriend. Yeah. That's not a ring. They've been Bo dating for a long time. Huh. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Um, so... <laughs> because I'll oh, say God. this. Michelle and Justin do not look alike each other, and yet they both work at the same place, and... and yeah. Justin's relatively famous there, and she acts so. Weird. Yeah. No. The, the general consensus, and and if you look it up on on Michelle's wiki, it says that yeah they're married. Okay. Mm -hmm. I just didn't know Justin was married. Hmm. He doesn't wear okay. a ring, um, which I've noticed, but but whatever. All right. So the consensus for Kugaha and Iha, it works. Mm -hmm. Um. Oh, good lord. Uh, Ebisu. Oh, Jesus. Ebisu. Ebisu has two voice actors because there is an adult version and then there's a child, a, a baby. A baby. We have a baby Ebisu. It's, so it's the baby Sue. Baby Sue. So. With his stupid hat. Yes. His <laughs> stupid hat. <laughs> so the baby version of Ebisu is voiced by Afia Yu and the adult version of Ebisu John Bergmeier. The head writer that's a, for that's everything. That's a name we Yep, that is yeah. a name we have not heard in a acting role in a decent while. I think I think the last time I heard John Bergmeier in some sort of acting role was Shiggy, actually. God. I think that was the you last what, time and this was You wanna know what I was, remember John Bergmeier for? This was three years three, four years ago now. God, John Bergmeier was in the first anime I ever fucking watched. Yu Yu Hakusho, <sighs> right? No Spiral. No, um, when I learned what anime was, the first anime I ever watched was Fruits Basket. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. 
And he's Shigure. Shigure! He was, he's spot. He's <laughs> spot, spot, spot. And it was actually really funny when, when I was a kid, I used to pride myself on knowing all the voice actors. And of all the things, the first person to ever fuck me up with voice acting was Troy Baker, because I thought Abel Night Road was John Bergmeier. Oh. <laughs> nice. But, um, anyway. How do we feel about Afia and John's performance of their respective Ebisus? Hey, Lilac. Hey, Lilac. Diabetes. What? Do you need a cute voice? Do you? I got you. The... the this is not Bryn April, thank you, sir. Yeah. No, but Hardy's got you. Yeah. There's an Apfia for that. God damn it. <laughs> thank you, Jamstar. You're awesome. Idiot. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, so I will say the last episode was super cute with them at like the bar trying to eat the steak. That and was, was so adorable. Questions. And that, and when he get, tries to give the lion money. <laughs> Aslan, take my nanny. <laughs> take it. Here's 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 a funny story regarding baby Ebisu. Oh yeah. Cause cause we were watching the last episode the other night. We completely forgot that Afia had already been announced to be baby Ebisu. So <laughs> we for some reason we thought it was Michaela Krantz. <laughs> we, we thought it was, was Michaela. Cause um Believe it or not, since the Snow White episode went up, she actually saw the episode and commented on it. And during and and, and in the comment that she wrote for the episode, she mentioned that Ryu was not the first boy character he voiced. For one, she voiced. Uh, she voiced. Excuse me. And then two, there was another role that she was currently working on that she was excited for us to hear at some point in time. So. What you all forgot was that Afia had already voiced Baby Sue in episode 10. Yeah, we had forgotten that. We had forgotten that. We forgot that Caitlyn had announced that like weeks ago. And we're like, oh my. Also, I found it weird because she was already one of Tenjin's regalia in season one. But I guess they just cast her. It's called multicasting. It happens. Yeah, true. I mean, I've watched I mean, Nagimo where Monica Rial plays like three different people. Yes, I'm, well, I'm watching people. Bleach at this point, and Karen Strassman voices like eight different people. It's. I, and I, then think, I mean, like, I, I finished rewatching the dub of Terran Resins last weekend. Micah plays like three different people. Yeah, and, and, sassy, and Rukia, and Rukia is the voice of like. Rukia has a conversation with herself like at five different points during the first few episodes. It's amazing. Hey, Michelle Ruff needs a paycheck. Yeah, she she has earned her paycheck at this point. So. Um, and then Big Ebisu, I mean, I, I loved Bergmeier's Big Ebisu. Like, I really did, and I think the moment that kind of got me in the show... It's um, it's Karama in a suit. Like, I think I originally had the sneaking suspicion, like, I predict... Who did I predict to be Ebisu? I think I had predicted Alex Organ... Yeah, Ebi Sue. I think that's me what I was looking for. And then John Bergmeier is like, first of all, we have not heard this name come up in an acting role again in a long time. So first of all, awesome, hell yes. And yeah, I like I liked his big Ebi Sue. It took a second because I haven't heard John Bergmeier in a while. First of all, but um, I really got into it. And by the end of the arc, oh my god, that was the thing. If the Bishamon arc ended in, like, triumph, I guess you can say. Like, kind of a bittersweet triumph. The second to last episode of the show, when J. Michael Dick Thor... <laughs> um, <laughs> Thanks, Tatum, you ass. 
Fuck you, Tatum. Asshole. Fuck you, <laughs> fuck you, Thunder God. Um, <laughs> where they're standing in the woods, and Yato just does the most badass thing and says, "Fuck you, Heaven." Slices <laughs> the Xbox Red Ring of Death. <laughs> and then, like, you're, you're like, yeah, they did it. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know how Chad m- mentioned how he wanted uh, Kar- uh, Karma to die? Kazuma to die? And then you just see the ring kind of come in on the ground. And surrounds Ebisu. Like, that was the moment in the show, out of everything, that kind of, like, I was like, oh my god, holy shit. Um... Yeah, and then, and then basically would proceed to that during a final episode because it was a mix of um, present day with Yato taking now baby Ebisu out to get some food. Oh, and God, then we also the get the um, look at what had actually happened to um, the previous then Ebisu. Went, then he exploded like End of Evangelion. <laughs> um, and that, that part of it, because Ebisu's character for the majority of that arc... He did. He had no problems with dying because he's. He knows he reincarnates. He was stoic. He knows he re. He can. He's capable of reincarnating. So it's like, for him, his mindset was kind of like, what's the point Fuck of it. caring about the self that is here now? Like, if something happens to me, I just reincarnate. I never die exactly. But Yato, Yato brings in the point like, dude, what about you right now? What about you as a person? Mm-hmm. Like, don't you, right now, don't you, would you rather live right now than having to deal with being reincarnated? And by the end of that arc, what with Ebisu, he cut, he finally, like, breaks down after being so stoic and kind of... Is it me or did you just notice now that the two arcs have a very kind of different way about their endings? They did. The Ebisu arc was about living and the Bishamon arc was about kind of dying. Kind of, yeah. Now that you say that. Tears were shed at both points. Absolutely. Yeah, it was sort of... Um, I, I I feel like he became sort of a uh, a blood-filled water balloon at the end. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. Boop. <laughs> just boop. And but yeah, the- I think John Bergmeier worked very well with the stoic kind the stoic um parts of Ebisu, but when it came time to that to get to that point to say goodbye mm-hmm. then he went for it and I think it worked but everyone Ugh. got a stake and everyone was happy at the end well not happy but things worked their Mostly. way out so you want to know who else we haven't heard in a long time aside from John Bergmeier who um let's talk about Brian Massey who voices Okoni Nushi Okay. Glad God. Cause my God, it I'm has be- been a long ass time. I'm beginning to Brian think Matthew. I'm a lad God, lad God. <laughs> so, so for those who may not know Brian Massey, because it's very rare for him to pop in nowadays, um, he's most famously known for his role of Lad Russo in Bachna. Yeah, okay. lad- Brian Massey plays characters who look like Brian Massey. If you look, Basically. including Okoni Nushi. If you including yeah. Okoni Nushi. Okay, now now Lilac, this is why I want you to do jokes for this episode because yep. I want you to put up an ep- a, a image of Brian Massey like big on the yeah. screen, okay, and then put up images of Lad, yep, of Shark Fujishiro, and then wait 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 Shark Fujishiro who which was that one? My bride is a mermaid. Okay. Yeah. Oh, isn't he the dad? No, he's not the dad. He is the He's the shark. He's one of the mob enforcer, enforcers. Oh, God. Yeah. 
There we go. Yeah. And then put up an image of Okuni Nushi. All next to an image of Lat of, of Brian himself. I think the only outlier in terms of the in terms of what you're saying, like every role is a it looks like Ryan Massey. I think the only oddball outlier would be his role from Ryback. Well, yeah, that's because he. I has think a, that's the only odd one. He has such a huge. He's done other roles that don't look like himself, but right. you know they're all stereotypically. It's all stereotyping roles. Mostly. Yeah. But you kind of sounded like Marcus there for a second. Because, no. <laughs> well, you, know, you know, you know, I base my uh, my detective gumshoe voice off of, of Brian Massey anyways. When I was yeah. doing the uh, the the Phoenix Wright uh, fan dub and everything. So now I kind of want to hear Brian Massey be the voice of gumshoe for the Phoenix Wright anime when that comes out. He would be awesome. It, Dude, it would... that'd be awesome. That's if, um, assuming Funimation gets H- it. Him or, him or maybe actually even Brandon Potter would be good. Uh, Sabbath would be really good, honestly. Sabbath would be good too. Yeah. I digress. We're getting off track. But, um, yeah, it's been a long time since we've heard Brian Massey. And like, <laughs> I'm going to eat you. I'm going to turn into a giant spider. This is freaking Lad Russo. This Oni, is Lad Russo 2.0, except he's a god and owns a rabbit. And he turns into a spider. Yes. Spider. Like he also likes to go to Hawaii. Like yes. Like I'm gonna go to Hawaii I, I, with my with my rabbit. I'm gonna turn into a giant spider. When when Caitlin made the reveal, because um she revealed both um Ebisu and Okonanushi, I think at the same time. Um, on Twitter, when she when we found out that Brian Massey was a Konyushi, all of us we here, lost our shit. we lost our shit. We're like, oh my god, holy shit! Thank you, Lord, because we've talked about Brian Massey on here maybe once or twice before, but not when it comes to an actual role. That's because in one of the shows we talked. Brian about. did a lot of acting in between in LA in like real Hollywood movies. Did you know? Fun fact, Brian Massey got killed by Nicolas Cage. Did he really? Yes. He was in the movie Drive Angry. He starred as... Holy shit, I'm going to watch Drive Angry now. He was one of of the cops uh, who who got shot by Nicolas Cage in Drive Angry. Look it up. It happened. Oh my god, I'm going to have to find that. God, he really does look like a Konyanushi. What the fuck? But anyway, um, Brian Massey's a Konyanushi. Thanks, Caitlin. We love it. <laughs> he's always loud and he's shouting at the top of his lungs. It is wonderful. He was also apparently, looking him up, um, he was also apparently a Nazi soldier in the X-Men. <laughs> that would not surprise what? me. He's, uh, he's in Mad Money. He's in Prison Break. He's in... A show called W, a show called Year One, Carried Away, Chase. But yeah, he's in shit. Mm-hmm. Damn. No Brian he's in a fucking Massey. movie with Josh Brolin about Bush. <laughs> Way to be, Brian Massey. So, moving on. The last, at least, major update. Um, There's only really one way to say this. It's Evil and- Mom, isn't it? No, hold on. Oh. Ha! 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 <laughs> She she wasn't on my list, but uh, Rachel Robinson is. Um, oh, I thought we were talking about somebody else. No, we are talking about someone else. Um, but uh, but Hardy brought up evil evil mom Rachel Robinson. Wasn't that Brent and Rachel Robinson together? Basically, yes. 
And it was creepy as fuck. Creepy as fuck. But anyway, the, for this particular update, there's only one way to say it. And this is not this, this is not to, meant to offend the individual voices of character. Fuck you, Clifford Chapin. Fuck you, Senpai. Fuck you, Fujisaki. Now, Hardy. Hardy, now do you understand why I call him fuck you, Senpai? Now I understand, yes. Oh my I god. I refuse to... Hardy's like... Megan, do you call him fuck you, Senpai, because he gets away? Because I do ship Yata Hiyori. I'm like, no. There's an actual legitimate reason I hate this character. Yep. And it's because he is a damn good villain. Yeah, like, for those who haven't seen season two, honestly, I'd rather not spoil that. Because it's, it's at the, it's at the tail, tail end, like, post-credits of the second season. And honestly, that was one hell of an image to leave Oh my on. god. This is it why is I'm like... I want season three now. It is just Clifford's character talking to somebody else, and as he walks, uh, Nora, Lauren Landis Nora, is just arms curled around his neck like a little kid riding their shoulders, and all of these phantoms just come behind him like a moving painting. You realize you're close to spoiling what is, what's going on here, right? And I'm trying to avoid that for those who have not seen I didn't that. say the character's name, so me. Still, my point still stands. You can just cut it out, Steph. Nah. But, yeah. Nah. Like, because nah. that, that, en that ending bit, um, when I saw the simulcast, and then by the time I finished the simulcast, this was around the time, not too long um, after we found out Clifford was voicing this character, I saw the. I understand why I hated him. Yeah, like I saw the post credits and that little bit in the end. I'm like, dude, I have not seen Clifford be a devious villain in a while. Probably since Red Data Girl, even though um, his character in Red Data Girl was kind of a dumbass anyway. But I have not seen him play like a villain, like a proper villain, really. Or someone devious in a decent amount of time. So I was like, dude, I need to hear how Clifford's gonna handle this. And it's... Eh. It wasn't bad. It, it's at least a start. I mean, because the character's at least trying to hold himself together in the public eye anyway. I would need to see a season three where he was more of a character. That's the thing. I need I need to see more. I need to see more of this character. I need to see, be able to see more of Clifford go complete and utter villain. I, I have to see... I... I want to see it so bad. Please, please. And the, the funny thing with Fujisaki, I <laughs> I, I had a stupid moment. Because prediction-wise, when, when I was trying to predict Fujisaki, I was going with Austin Tindall. I had, I I had a stupid moment where I forgot that Austin was already a character from season one that reprised his, that popped in again in season two. But then, but then, cause um, like, yeah, Austin Tyndall learned how to knife fight. Yep. And then, when watching the episode and listening to it, like I knew right away it was Clifford. Megan wouldn't believe me though. Shut up. Megan was like, no, go to hell. That is so not Clifford. I'm like, dude, I'm like, that's that is Clifford. not Clifford. I refuse. La 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 la. That was Clifford anyway. Chapman. That was Clifford. We should get moving on. <laughs> Shut up. But yeah, uh, I I I like I like I like his Fujisaki. It's a good start. But I, I would love a season three so I can see him go complete other villain. I think that'd be so much fun right now. Um, so okay, so just quickly covering thoughts on the on the characters that were previously announced in the press release. Oh God, who do we have? 
Lauren Landa is as Nora because I feel like we don't keep really need to talk. We don't me. really need to talk about Mike McFarland as Rabo at this point. Uh, keep her the fuck away from me. She's creepy. Hardy. What? Lauren Landa is Nora. How do you feel about it? Nora the Hora. <laughs> okay. Second most satisfying thing that happened in all of Fall Double Talk. Yep. Yato letting it go. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yato giving her a bath. <coughs> yes. As somebody in the chat said, get wrecked. <laughs> yep. Um, I it, I liked it. Creepy, creepy child girl person. Um, who else do we have? We already covered Bishamon Elizabeth Maxwell. Uh, Eric Vale is Kazuma. How do we feel about it? I th Thank God he wasn't a dick. I think he's really nailing it. Oh. Uh... Jesus. Yeah. It's it's one of the more. It, Kazuma is definitely one of the roles where he got to step out of the typecasting a little bit that he normally gets tossed into. He's it's, he's kind of still a dick because he did condemn his entire family to die. You know. Well, mass murder twice. 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 Yeah. yeah, but like my point still stands. At least it's not Nishiki or Ferret levels of douchebag. You know. Or America, actually. Or America. <laughs> I think. I would think Cosmo may be more of a Yuki Soma, in a sense. Yuki was still kind of a dick because he jacked around his brother, like, the entire way. Well, to be fair, you would also jack around Ayame if you had to deal with him. True. Well, that's, that's why I was saying Yuki, because Cosmo again, condemned his family, basically. Mm. Like, but it's not... Yeah. But it Cosmo's definitely, in no way shape or form it's not a shin off not a shin off from yona or a cash urn or a trunks yeah i would say it kind of more falls in line with yuki sama mm -hmm. pretty close to at um, least at okay. least she's not akatsuki and makes girls pee on themselves so oh good lord, oh, lord. Anyway. um let's see kofuku and daikoku kofuku is alexis diabetes kofuku is alexis tipton daikoku is ian sinclair how do we feel about them I'm really a fan of this performance. Yeah, yeah, get the Ian's damn Daikoku. joke out of the way. I think, I honestly think that there is no difference between Daikoku and Ian. I, I know we have- They I are know the same person. I remember we had the conversation about, like, we haven't exactly seen Ian play the straight man before. We've always seen him play the- be the butt monkey, essentially. And Daikoku's still a butt monkey. Daikoku's still a butt monkey, but he also does rather well with the serious straight man moments. And trying um, to keep Alexis Tipton calm. <laughs> you want to know what one of the other best scenes in this show is? What? Um, when Yato and Yukine go off to fight Bishamon at her place, um, they start betting on who's going to win. Oh my god, and that's Koku right. Is like, and he's like, don't you think this is inappropriate? And Kofu goes, whoever I bet on always loses. So if I bet on Bishamon, Yato is sure to win. And she's just like in tears. Yep. Like, I watched, I think, the commentary right before watching the last episode, and Mike McFarlane admits this is his favorite Alexis Tipton role. Like, I, I know we said that Alexis Tipton is basically diabetes cute as Koku. But then, like, yeah, but then there are those moments for Koku. Like, oh my god. Season 2, in general, was amazing. There's regardless. A, a moment in the commentary for episode 9 where Koku hugs onto her and she's like, look away, and Alexis Tipton goes... Kofu, it's not like if I can't see it, it's not happening. You're doing it wrong, honey. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think the two of them did good as well. They were great. 
Uh, God, who do we have? Uh, Micah Solosad is Yukine. How do we feel about it? I like it a lot, but then again, I'm biased. You're biased. <laughs> um, it, it took a minute when I was watching season one. It took a minute, because I was like... I know he says he pushes his range a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I mean, it took a minute because it at first it sounded like Micah was a little bit too old for Yukine, but I think it eventually adjusted nicely by season two. I think he says besides Ame, this is the highest it goes, and that's why his voice cracks a lot. Mm. But it works because uh, Yukine is always crying and screaming anyway. Yeah, makes sense. Um, but yeah, like I I liked it by the end of season two. It just t it just took a bit to get there, honestly. Hardy, how do you feel about Micah's Yukine? Uh, it happened. <laughs> you okay there? <laughs> you alive, buddy? I am. I am. Okay. <laughs> I'm just looking at Skype and I'm like, okay, you sure you're okay? <laughs> no, no, I think he, um, I think he really pulled out some emotional stops at this point. And, uh, yeah. and I the think... The emotional that... parts in season one, absolutely, for mm -hmm. sure. Right. Yeah. So yeah, no, I, I was a fan. I was a fan of the entire experience. Okay. Uh, Bryn April as Hiori. How do we feel about it? I think she, um, I think she got to use sort of, kind of her big girl voice at the same time as her moe moe voice, sort of somewhere in between. And um, I know and that. Then, and then there was Izunami. Then there was Izunami, which was <laughs> no my. And then when she's posing as um, the vision of as Yato knife fight stream. Yeah, she's like. I want you to take this and fight like your equals. I'm like, you know, believe it or not, that's actually closer to Bren's real red voice register than what you usually hear her as. Yep. It really is, because I've watched the commentaries, and she's a lot, like, she. I think she and I have kind of maybe... I she's think the same she's a lot deeper than usual. She just has to raise it up for everything she plays, because she plays all these really cutesy characters. Yeah. Remember, she is the reporter from Wanna Be the Strongest in the World, despite how much you want to deny it. So. And then, I mean, we also have, like, Cyan from Show by Rock and Krista from Attack on Titan. And, yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, Kiyo... I was gonna say, if you ever want a good time and you get the DVD for the series, watch the episode 6 commentary with her and Elizabeth Maxwell going completely apeshit. <laughs> <laughs> like, it is like watching two children. Which, nice. which series is this again? Noragami. Ah. Oh, this is season it is, one, um, isn't it? I think my favorite line, because this is... I think that was the first time Bishima was a thing is uh, Yato um, hits the lion on the face, and one of them just goes, He went from Aslan to Scar! <laughs> and I was like, oh, like, Micah's in there, but you would never know because he just gets outdone by these two chicks. <laughs> He's just... It, that and then the... I think the other one is episode nine, where they talk about growing up, and they talk about Micah going to school. He goes, ah, yes, as I rode my dolphin into school and walked my pet volcano. <laughs> Ian goes, and Ian goes, I don't know how I feel about that. Do you guys still use choke collars? Oh my god. It's a tree. You should watch them. I, I, I never watch commentaries, but I need to start watching commentaries. Why? They're so good. What? I, I've never watched what? commentaries before. No, you miss out on so many stupid things in them. I'm gonna, like, I need to start watching commentaries watch, now. You really do, because you miss out on things like... 
the punk rock jokes, six voice actors in a booth, <laughs> Bjork jokes, J. Michael Tatum eating monkey brain. Or Jacob, what? Or, no, here's the one. J. Michael Tatum taking off his pants during a recording. <laughs> Apparently, um, a the, best, the best booth story I've ever heard was for Black Butler, and I guess Ian was directing something, or Ian was the engineer. And... It was when he was fucking the nun. Oh, boy. In Black Butler. Oh, no. So Ian's like, okay, Tatum, you need to, like, do it. And he and Ian convinced Tatum to hump the mic. <laughs> to make the noises, right? So all, so he's doing it, and as he looks over, there's just Ian with the recording. Ian tricked him. Oh, my God. Also, there was a pair... Oh, no, I have to tell Hardy, because I don't know if Hardy's ever going to watch uh, Terror and Resonance, so I'll have to tell you this one after he, um, okay. the recording. Okay. Because <laughs> I don't want to spoil it. I don't want to spoil it. All right, it, so. we'll, we'll talk about it later. But anyway, but anyway yeah. bottom line, Hiori, Bryn is Hiori. Yay! I think Bryn kind of came into her own mm -hmm. as Hiori. Yep. Yeah, definitely. Okay, last one. Jason Lebrecht is Yato. Holy shit, yes. He brings, yes. he bring he takes off the emotional stops in this role because he was just sort of goofy last season. This time, you know. Yeah. Like, the goofy was still there, but because everything was starting to get so serious. He said, I think he says this is probably one of his most challenging roles. Just because how Yato can go from one scene to happy to sad to crazy to... He can just jump around all at one point. And here's the thing most people don't realize Jason's an old guy. He's like mm -hmm. in his late forties, and yeah, they actually said Elizabeth Maxwell said I don't expect that voice from his. Yeah, mouth. no. <laughs> if you look at him, he's like a grown man. He's yeah, like, he is. He's middle aged. He's been around for a few years, and yet you listen to him. He's like, hey, Yato sounds kind of like he's you know sort of early twenties, late teens. It's no. like no, no, not at all. He's been no, I think he's been around since the, the ADV days when he was in the Get Backers dub, mm -hmm. working for Monster hey, Island. I own Petite Princess Yushi. He's in that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Jason Lebrecht has been in the, involved in a lot of stuff for a long time. Lee Brecht, Lee Brecht. <laughs> I want to say, um, okay, sorry. Uh, one of the best, I think, little moments in the show for him is actually in the last episode when he's at the bar. Mm. And he's, like, asking about his, like, why do you care? I just want to be a good person. Like, when he yells about how Yato really feels, it's really good. Yeah. My favorite part was, I, still, I, 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 was still him when... Hiori gave him the shrine. I was just about to bring oh that up. Oh, God. And, and I she was, was just like, about to bring that I up. I made you the shrine. And she's like expecting him to sort of like, oh, thank you. He breaks down he in starts tears. starts crying. He's like, you have no oh idea. Oh, my God. I felt I it. all of them admitted to at least crying at one point in the booth. Oh, my God. Like legitimate tears at some point. Because Elizabeth cried doing the scream. Micah cried doing episode nine, like when he cries at the end of that in season one, that was real tears. No, I can I can actually admit, uh, having done a fan dub at one point, real tears happen. They really do, yeah. and, and you know, because when I was, spoil you know, buttless you know, you know, uh, plug alert, um, that came out completely wrong, but. Yes, it did. <laughs> Sorry. Shameless what? plug. There Shameless you go. butt plug. Yes. 
Now, what when I was recording for um, the episode of uh, of the Phoenix Wright fan dub that I was doing, it was like the last episode, and and just no, real tears will happen if you can summon them. Mm-hmm. And and yeah, I can tell when it happens because yo, know, holy crap, you see some really emotional scenes, and and you can't really help yourself. It's yeah. And, and when, yeah. Act, when actors go there, they will go there. Yeah. And, like, and it's, I, I don't mean uh, to toot my own horn, but I was really proud of myself when I was able to hit that. And, you know, I'm like, you know, that was real tears. Uh, I'm just... <laughs> I'm like, I'm trying to brag, and at the same time, I'm like weeping because it hurts so much. <laughs> so... It's very I don't think I've ever cried, but I've never been in a. I've been in um two fan videos, like fan animations, but they weren't emotional. They were comedies. I've actually never done fan dubbing, but I have done some stage acting for little things. Yeah. And apparently, I'm. I actually almost broke one of um somebody I auditioned for once. Well, I I've never really done stage acting, but I've done. My entire life, I've been raised to do a lot of uh, of public speaking, so I can enunciate and and pronounce words yep. really strongly. Like, I'm so, used to that too, public speaking and performing. Theater. Yeah, yeah. Theater background. I'm supposed to be doing an Arslan fan dub with uh, Zenith, but anyway, that's another story for another day. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, um. But yeah. Oh my God, Yato. Oh. Good news, Um, everyone! Yato recently won the Funimation Forums tournament for Best Character of 2015. Yay! And you know who won the Best Female Character? Nope. Shiryuki. Oh, yes. Yes, so... I was going to say, on my end at Anime America, last year, Yato was our sexiest man, and we're doing our finals right now as of this recording. Yeah. And our finalists this year are Kaneki versus Genos for sexy men. Uh, Genos came in second place this year, and Selty came in second place for the women's, so... And then, on the girls' side, the final battle for our sexiest women, Bitch Sensei (laughs) versus Yona. Jamstar is still upset about that, by the way. Oh my god, I'm never letting him win. We have done like a live stream and it's like, whatever Jamstar, hey Jamstar! (laughs) You wanna know what the funnier thing about that was? Do you know who Bitch Sensei beat to get into the finals? Who? Urza Scarlet. How? Whoa. Well, here's... We don't know! You know, I'm still salty over Rally Vincent losing in the first... We're sorry! (laughs) You know... Anyway! Anyway, because we should probably so try and wrap this episode up. Yeah, we should go to bed now so Hardy can go to sleep and go to the yeah. coast. Hold on. So, overall thoughts on the dub of Noragami. It was How really good. Honestly, one of the best. It's yes. really good. Yes. So yeah. amazing. Yeah. So Mike, amazing. If you have did... not seen Noragami at all, not just a dub, but at Whoa. all. Fuck watching us. Go, go, watch, go it. watch Noragami. Why are you listening to us? You know, stop yeah. it. Stop. Why are you listening to Why us gush about Noragami? Go and watch like it for yourselves. Hours at this point. It is a really... It, it's one of my favorite shows from the past few years. It's honestly been one of the best shows in the last Absolutely. Mm-hmm. If, it w- if it hadn't been for One Punch Man coming out last year, 
It honestly could have been best anime of last year. Well, mm. One Punch Man, then BBB, then Noragami Aragato. Yeah. I don't okay, know. Gonna... I mean, because we had Death Parade in there, too. Death Parade was good, I... too. It's, You know what? I just want to say 2015 may have sucked on a lot of levels. But, but it did have some really good shows. For it me. had some really good anime. You know, it really did. And really it, good dubs. You know, you know, 2015 sucked, but the anime was nice. It really was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was. And and hopefully 2016 with shows like My Hero Academia and maybe Bungo Strike Dogs and um, Dimension W. Uh, oh, Dimension W. Yeah. And uh, and hey, new season of Show by Rocks coming out. Oh my god! Oh, and I think New Arslan's coming out too, and yeah. maybe Food New Wars. Arslan, while we're at it. Show by Rock. I think Food War. What else? I wanted to say there was something else coming out this year that I was like super pumped for, but I remember it's like Food Wars. I'm like, eh, yeah. Okay, but anyway, if you are interested in catching any of the broadcast steps for these three shows: Attack on Titan Junior High, Seraph of the End, Battle of Nagoya, or Noragami Adigoto. You can do so. Um, the entire broadcast dub is available on Funimation's streaming for on Funimation streaming services. However, it is behind the elite subscriber paywall. The I believe the entireties of each series. Do not forget to unsubscribe from it when you're yeah. done. Yeah. Um. Don't you make can me absolutely, say it. No. Can I please? I'll do. Can I hold do it? on? Hold on. Pop, like, calm down for a second. I'm not even that far. Um, if you would, you, you do have the opportunity to watch those broadcast dubs, because uh, Funimation <laughs> does have a free 14-day free trial of their subscription services, uh, so that way you can watch any and all dubs and extra content and anything like that. Um, and fair warning, as always, if you do decide to do the 14-day free trial, it does ask for credit card information. So if you do not want to keep the 14-day free, you don't. If you don't want to keep the subscription day service after the 14 days, immediately cancel it because it will start taking money out of your account. But, but, um, but you more than likely may become so enamored with their service, with their subscription service, <sighs> um, and the uh, immense amounts of anime that they provide so how many how much anime are we talking here guys over nine thousand over nine thousand episodes of anime that you probably end up keeping it honestly i love the subscription service megan that was honestly one of the weakest over nine thousand plugs i have ever heard it's been a long day yes it's over nine thousand there we go what nine (laughs) thousand that can't be right nine (laughs) thousand you know what we need though Ten thousand obies <laughs> um, and redheaded babies to go along babies. with them. Yep, and uh, one for each obi. Oh god damn it! That's a lot of babies. Yes. But if you buy, buy one obi, get one free. Can I please finish? Okay, mom, sorry. Because you again, you're making this episode go on longer than it has to. Um, if you just want to see the actual shows themselves. The simulcast is available and it is free for any and all users. So if you just want to see the shows themselves in general, you can absolutely do so for free. There's no issue for that. So you have no excuse for not watching Noragami. Just saying. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think I think that's basically it. Uh, so happy birthday to Dub Talk. <laughs> Sorry for going on for like ever again. As you say this, I'm like browsing my Facebook and my picture. My friend just posted this gift 
of a of like a girl trying to give a chocolate lab a cake, and it just goes "Happy birthday to the ground" because the dog paws it onto the ground. Oh my and God. It over. <laughs> I ain't a part of the system. Just no, I'm gonna send that to. Why for some reason I think the dog is Stimic. Nice. Um, Marty, can you just say happy birthday to the ground as Marcus Stimic? <laughs> Anyways, let's get on. Marty's <laughs> oh, like, no. <laughs> no. Fuck you and all you stand for. Okay. Um, yeah, if, if you like any of the shenanigans that we, the three of us do, you can follow each of us on Twitter. Um, Hardy, you know Hardy is at, by now. Say, Hardy is at Spaceman Hardy. Yo. Megan is at Queen Arrow Two. I am at Lilac Anime Review, except Review is spelled R E V U E. Um, so yeah, if you want to follow any of our shenanigans on Twitter, you can do so. Uh, if you if you enjoyed this weird episode and you want to see more, then yeah, you can subscribe and shenanigans. Uh, I normally don't do the subscribe thing with this, but yeah, you can if you want. Um, I have no freaking idea what the next episode is going to be right now. Not Dimension W, because we have no idea when that dub's going to I know, um... God, I know I think uh, Andrew said he wanted us to wait on Grimgar, and I know that we're waiting for episode 4 for a reason. Yeah. Um, but I'm not going to say unless you've watched Grimgar, you'll know why we're waiting. Uh, probably... Oh, shit, it's so... We I don't mean, know. We don't, we, we don't honestly know. Because the, the new broadcast dubs are going to start up in the next couple weeks. And then there's still, oh my god, there's still your line, April. There's still... But we don't know when we're going to no, get to see that. Yeah, so. and then there's still Nozaki-kun that's going to be coming soon, because they've already, cause Sentai has started doing the announcements for that. Oh, and what else, Megan, did you rope me into despite my objections? Oh yeah, that's right, you're doing Love Live! <sighs> so there's a, there's a variety of episodes, we just don't... Oh, that's right, we're doing Love Live now! I'm so excited! I so, yeah, hate there's a you variety so of much. We don't quite know what... Party. We don't quite you know what's going to be next. You can into another show I don't like for no reason whatsoever. Uh, you have the free reign to make me watch something I don't want to watch. You don't want to leave me with that much freedom, honey. Anyway. I'll watch, I wa I'll watch Wanna Be the Strongest. Anyway. Really. Anyway. We gotta end this charade. So, I think that's it for us. So until next time, bye guys. Have a good night. Happy birthday to Dub Talk! Yay! Happy birthday to the ground. <laughs> Happy birthday to keeping it manly. Bye. Otaku on, my friends. There we go. Stealing my lines. I always steal your lines because you don't you don't say them. I never say it during the podcast. God damn it. Yeah, it's your fault. God damn it. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs>